Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to another fun-filled, exciting edition of In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and I am still Jerry Brooks, your host, tour guide through the alternate universe of Joe Biden's America, your baby-faced assassin for all things conservative, fighting for freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, and all the other great freedoms that our Constitution has given to us for so long. And also, if you want to get in touch with us, you can simply send us an email at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, inblackandright.net. And boy, oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, have we got a hot one for you today. It is nothing short of amazing. Now, as of, as of the moment, as we are on the air, we are having the third day of the January 6th slash kangaroo court hearings, which is nothing short of a mess and a ratings disaster and has nothing new. However, a great story a bombshell report and we have put a link to it uh, on in blackandright.net you can also go to justthenews.com a great website and this is a report by john solomon a first class five-star investigative journalist so and believe you me this is something that the mainstream media will never ever ever tell you about especially given that these hearings are or whatever you want to call them the the soviet style show trial that it is but here it is from today from just the news bloody war is the headline capitol police first warned about violence two weeks before the january 6th riots memos show now if you're going to try to make me believe that president trump organized the whole thing he coordinated the whole thing save your breath because you're a doofus a liar and i know better okay i just do because this story and oh man oh man is it a story because john solomon the great investigative journalist that he is the man has the receipts and he's bringing the heat in this story i'm oh my goodness hang hang on folks i'm just gonna i'm probably gonna do something that i don't that i wouldn't normally do but this is such a compelling story and it completely puts more holes in the goofy committee's theories than aged swiss it just eviscerates it now hang tight folks i'm just gonna just read this because it's hot now capitol police and this is from the story by john solomon 
Capitol Police received alerts from both U.S. Homeland Security and District of Columbia authorities about potential violence at the Capitol more than two weeks before the January 6th riot. A pre-Christmas warning that flagged online chatter about waging a quote-unquote bloody war, concealing guns and burning down the Supreme Court according to internal memos obtained by Just the News. And the, those memos were done by the Capitol Police. Okay, just keep that in mind. The Capitol Police had these memos. Now, Just the News, uh, and they were obtained by Just the News, that revealed much earlier and persistent red flags about the tragedy. Now, coming now, what I'm going to be quoting from is the memos uh, from an email from a Capitol Police intelligence expert named John Nugent Jr., who wrote in an email, and this is part of what he wrote. Quote, white right-wing extremists are talking about tunnels below the Capitol complex and the allegiances of USCP officers, the U.S. Capitol Police. Now, this email was written by the Intelligence Division of the Capitol Police by Mr. Nugent on December 21st, 2020. Wow. That's, and, and, and even better, it was sent to a distribution list of the, of the department's intelligence and interagency coordination division. I thought, whoa, whoa, and whoa. Tw before Christmas 2020, the Capitol Police and its intelligence people knew what they had heard from Homeland Security and we're, and we're essentially being told that the Capitol Police and others didn't know about it. I'm like, that's a dang lie. <laughs> and, and I'm wondering what else because according to the, the committee, oh, the Capitol Police did such a good job. We love you. It's like, no. This is just pathetic. It's a sideshow. It's an absolute sideshow. And now we're learning over a year and a half later that the Capitol Police and its intelligence division knew, they knew about potential violence that was going on. And it was usually coming from the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. But my Lord, people, this is just insane. And yet, this report with documentations to back it up has now essentially taken the credibility and the integrity of the January 6th kangaroo court and shot it straight to hell. Oh, my goodness. Now, interestingly enough, and I'm, I'll keep going here, from the story by Mr. Solomon, Nugent's email forwarded information from the District of Columbia's intelligence analyst that stated a social post had garnered quite a bit of interest online about January 6th. 
because it included a map of the Capitol grounds. The post was showing the tunnel system underneath the campus, and the thread has several mentions of digging, probing security, and carrying tools to the Capitol. Now, later in the story, two days later, another Capitol Police official, Matthew Hurtick, sent a series of attachments in an email summarizing recent domestic terrorism threats. His email warned that militia members discuss attending a January pro-Trump rally and that one of the militias, the Oath Keepers, was asking Trump not to concede. Warns of bloody war, quote, if he doesn't invoke the Insurrection Act and sees all databases of the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence. Whoa, this is crazy. Because this is speaking to an awful lot of, you know, who knew what, when type of a thing. When did Nancy Pelosi know? When did Chuck Schumer know? When did Mitch McConnell know? These were the leaders in Congress. But no, apparently, the Capitol Police just, well, they didn't know, they didn't know. I'm like, yipes. Now, just towards the end of the story, because I don't want to read the entire thing to you, but on December 21st, 2020, the Department of Homeland Security notified USCP, the Capitol Police, on a, of a blog referencing tunnels on U.S. Capitol grounds used by members of Congress. The discussion is posted to a website for supporters of President Trump. The full websites were preserved as a PDF file and attached to this report for safe viewing. And this is, that's a quote directly from the intelligence report that was sent from Homeland Security to the Capitol Police. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And the story, as you read down, you've got there are PDF files with these very emails, these very reports. So I'm thinking to myself, man, oh man, a Shevitz. <laughs> this has got to be messed up. And yet we're being told by the mainstream lamestream media in cooperation and given their the media's incestuous relationship with the Democrat Party, we're being told this. This is not being, this is not coming up in the hearings at all. It's not. And frankly, uh, just the news and Mr. Solomon are going to be digging. I mean, this is just scary on its own. Two weeks before Memos show that there were threats, ongoing threats. There were FBI reports as well. Uh, and so the Capitol Police somehow, some way, for whatever reason, man, these guys screwed the pooch so bad they made a dog breeder cry. They did. 
Because if the chain of command knew what was going on, and who else knew? What other agencies knew? Did congressional leaders know? Did Pelosi know? Was she told? And if she was told, when was she told? So this just opens up a real huge can of worms with more questions than answers. And they brought the receipts. So essentially, Nancy Pelosi is essentially going to have some explaining to do, and so will other congressional leaders, and I'm sure people in the, the higher ups in the Capitol Police. This is ridiculous. It, this makes the Capitol Police look like Keystone Cops. On top of everything else we saw, and there is video, there's a ton of it. Who was the Capitol Police officer, short person, who was waving people in while they were moving the barricades? That's certainly one question. Two, who were the police, the Capitol Police, why were they letting people just walk on in? No problem. They just sort of stood there. And the three, and, uh, and here's, the, here's the cherry on top of the sundae. Who were the three officers who were in front of the were in front of the door and moved? You know, they must have been going for donuts and coffee or whatever, just before Ashley Babbitt was murdered by Lieutenant Byrd. And it was a murder. So this is really interesting. So now we have even more questions that this idiotic committee wouldn't ask. And apparently, Benny Thompson, didn't, who was the chair of the committee, old black liberal from Mississippi, apparently he didn't, do the, <laughs> he didn't do the committee any good when the last hearing was, which was on Tuesday, saying that, oh, no, we, 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 can't, we don't have the authority uh, to do a lot of things, such as depositions. They certainly can't do criminal referrals to uh, the injustice department so we've got a, this just only gives more credibility and validity to the i guess the conspiracy theory that january 6th was a setup well yeah it certainly would seem that way to me because with this new information that was received by John Solomon and Just the News, I mean, how much, how far, how widespread is this nonsense? Who screwed up? Who knew what and didn't do anything? Because I'll tell you, there's going to, there are some serious and very legitimate questions. The committee as it currently stands is a joke and a very cruel and sick joke. For the people who were arrested who are sitting in D.C. Gitmo awaiting trial with lousy due process. Just horrible treatment. I mean, it's political prisoners. We have political prisoners sitting in D.C. Gitmo as we speak. This is nuts. And now we find out that they had intelligence, they had intelligence on possible violence Two weeks before? 
wow. That's all I can say is wow. Oh, but this is, but read the whole story for yourself. You can go to justthenews.com. You can go to inblackandright.net. We've got it on our homepage. We've got a link to the story. But believe me, it's one to read if you're really wanting to look at what really went wrong and what really happened. And those investigations will not be coming until the new Congress is seated in January and more than likely with Republican chairs doing real investigative work with subpoena powers and so on and so forth. So that, that one is definitely a hot one right out of the chute. But another something else that'll make you go WTF. The Attorney General of Michigan. Oh, I don't know who this woman is, but man, she's a mess. A serious freakazoid. And this is from Fox News. The Michigan Attorney General says, drag queens make everything better and is suggesting that a drag queen be present for every school in Michigan. And she's saying this, and someone recorded it. Now, I understand uh, Dana Nessel, who is the Attorney General of Michigan, uh, pretty typical, pretty typical Democrat. You know, she's a woman. She's openly gay. She was the first openly gay member, gay person to be elected to statewide office. You know, the typical um, identity politics of the whacked out left. But to even say that drag queens make everything better, I'm like, doesn't make me better doesn't make it doesn't I mean I'm going my lord this is just sick it's bad enough you've got uh, schools and ed, you know the uh, the education establishment that is seriously woke and they want to do everything they possibly can to sexualize kids which I think is even sicker still it's frankly demonic and it's highly inappropriate. I mean, highly inappropriate in big, bold capital letters. Highly inappropriate for really young kids to get this. Now, even Florida Governor DeSantis, my governor, I mean, any parent who would take their kid to a drag show like they did down in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, which is really weird for Texas, but holy cow. I mean, you want to talk about just plain reckless? I mean, I would call it child endangerment. I really would. And so would Governor DeSantis. I mean, he's willing to say child protective services to these parents who would take their kids to a drag show. I'm serious. This is just crazy. I'm like, holy cow. You know, I'm just going, oh, ay, 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 ay. And of course, now Nestle is right now in a fight and for the general election with Matthew Paradino, 
who is running for Attorney General of Michigan? I'm going, yuck. Are you kidding? A, a drag queen for every school? <laughs> Ay caramba. That's just messed up. Uh, it is totally messed up. Why would someone running for statewide office say something that perverse? I mean, unless Nestle somehow believes that she's got this thing in the bag and no matter what, Detroit is going to vote for her and since it's a very Democrat city, I, I, do, I just don't know. I, I just don't know what on earth would make somebody say something like that. I mean, that it's just, it's not cool. I mean, I know in the minds of radical leftists, the term parental rights is now pejorative. I mean, it means, oh no, you gotta, you're just terrible, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're transphobic, and whatever. They're over-the-top rhetoric trying to shut down dissent as per usual, boring. People know your game. And the mom, the mama bears, the papa bears who are going after school districts for the, for the pornography that they're trying to teach young children. This is why we, Governor DeSantis did the parental rights in education bill. It's not don't say gay, don't do it. You look stupid. You really look stupid when you say that. It's not not what it's called. But, I mean, with that particular bill that was done here in Florida, I say it should have gone all the way at least to grade 8, maybe even grade 12, because there are certain things that teachers, and especially given some of these more whacked-out, woke teachers, do not need to be teaching kids. You just don't need to teach them this stuff. Teach them reading. Teach them math. Teach them writing. Teach them how to be able to critically think. These are the things that teachers should be doing, not telling them about all sorts of weirded-out practices. And all these folks who are woke and you know, they're queer, whatever the terminology, it doesn't matter. It's sick, it's twisted, it's pornographic, and it's just straight up wrong to do this to kids. It's just straight up wrong. And when parents, apparently, get upset over this type of thing, then you want to sick the FBI on them, calling them domestic terrorists because you feel threatened. I'm like, oh, please, you wimps. You absolute spineless wimps. Which is an interesting segue to another story that just blows my mind. Now, we've all heard about what the National School Board Association tried to do last year or earlier this year, sending the letter to uh, the Injustice Department and that pencil-necked, pointy-headed, elitist Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, and, you know, to sick the FBI on them and to use the Patriot Act and counterterrorism resources to go after parents at school board meetings. Now, of course, we heard about 
Now, I, I mean, you might have heard about what the National School Board Association tried to do next. Just recently trying to come out with another draft letter to be sent to the Brandon administration to not only have police at school boards, but to deploy the National Guard. The National Guard at a school board meeting? I don't get it. If there is actual, I mean, if, and that's a big if, if there is actual violence going on, what on earth do you want the National Guard for? I mean, I would think that would be, frankly, a slap in the face and an insult to local law enforcement, county sheriffs, municipal police, whatever. Why do you have to have the National Guard? I mean, I'll, I'll let you listen to a gentleman named Ian Pryor, who's a senior advisor for America First Legal on this, because it's, it's pretty messed up, folks. It's pretty messed up. I mean, just listen to uh, Mr. Pryor. Oh, hang on a second here. Uh, we got it. Okay. Oh, mercy. All right. Here we go. Looks like we've got a problem. Slight technical difficulty, but give me a moment. I want to be able to let you hear this because this could be coming to a school board near you. Okay, let, let's see. Oh, okay, hang on a second. I'm sorry, folks. Okay, let's, let us try this one more time. Oh, dang it. All right, one moment. I'm sorry, my friends, for the technical difficulties, but this really needs to be heard. Okay, I'm sorry, my friends. Looks like this one just doesn't want to work with me. My apologies for the... Uh, Okay, wait a minute. Let me try it. I'm going to try this one more time because this is going to be pretty dang interesting. So, one second. Ugh. I just, sometimes technology is not your friend, folks. It's just not. <laughs> okay. Ah, okay, apparently this does not want to work. My apologies, but essentially uh, what Mr. Pryor was going to be saying in this sound in this clip is that essentially the idea of the National School Board drafting this re letter requesting uh, military deployments is appalling, which it is. It is absolutely just, you get, the NSBA is getting exactly what, they're deserve, what they deserve. They do. Because I'll, when the whole thing with uh, their first letter 
calling parents domestic terrorists. Apparently, that ticked off an awful lot of the state associations, and many of them, over 20 states, might even be more than that. But they said, we're done. We're out of here. We, you, you didn't consult us. You didn't talk to us. You know, to heck with you. We want to stay the heck away from you. And, and they deserved it. They absolutely deserved it. And now they had, now they wanted to take it up another notch and say, hey, let's get some National Guard in here. I mean, I did an interview with a superintendent of a county school district. He thought it was utterly ridiculous. And I loved it because he already has for the school district's that he deals with personally in Suwannee County, he's got everything he needs and he works in a very good relationship with the county sheriff's office and local police when it comes to protecting kids and schools. And if a school board meeting did ever get out of hand, they have county sheriffs and local police ready to go. It just in case things get a little bit too hot. So, yeah, this is just a hoot. I mean, we've got, we're, we're living in the twilight zone, folks. You know, in, up is down, in is out, black is white, good is evil. And the National School Board Association really doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. And I will definitely uh, encourage parents stay involved stay vigilant and if your school board uh, isn't willing to listen to you vote their sorry butts out of office because that's one thing that they will have to listen to and that is the votes of the people of that district the moms and the dads who want to protect their kids from all sorts of weird stuff and somehow believing in a collectivist fashion that the, the state can take better care of your kids than you can. That's a, that is a full-blown arrogance that I never thought I would see out of a school district, but it's been there because now the parents are pushing back and apparently the woke school districts aren't liking it and that's too stinking bad because parents one thing they can do if you're not going to listen they can vote you out of office or they can vote with their feet they can take their kids out of schools they can find somewhere else where they're not going to be taught this crap so keep in mind all you education uh, educational elites you are not the only game in town. And you can gripe and moan and complain to your Democrat representatives or whatever, but they're going to be pretty much a mess in about, oh, I don't know, uh, five months. So, yeah, what can you do? So stay vigilant, parents. Stay, go get them, moms and dads, because they're your kids, they don't belong to the state. They belong to you. So with that, I will end today's adventure and fun. 
again, you can send us uh, questions, comments at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can go to our website, inblackandright.net, or you can actually um, go to your favorite uh, podcast platform and find us. We're on all the major ones, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. So tell your friends, send them links, do whatever. But we appreciate you listening, and we're hoping to have more of you come along for the ride. So I'm Jerry Brooks. Take care. Have yourself a great day. And remember, patriots come in all colors.